welcome to Tel Aviv. So I have very uncomfortable question to you. Crimea is Ukraine? Yeah! Dang. Why is Australia even in Eurovision? We're not a part of Europe. Song 9, Zero Gravity with 87 points is our winner! It's Esther Pieni. But at the end, they didn't. San Marino! <laughs> 12 points from the Polish jury. Go to Australia! Our 12 points go to Australia! And in first place, the winner, Duncan from the Netherlands! G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our season finale of 2019. It's been a long season, Michael. It certainly has started before Christmas, and uh, here we are wrapping it up in just about the uh, start of June. Yeah, I know. It's pretty much a six-month-long season, but we're going to start off looking at the contest itself in Tel Aviv, and we're going. You know, it's been a week since the, or just over a week since the grand final. Bit of time to digest, taking some of the news that has happened post. The grand final, which is always a little interesting. Yeah, always stuff comes out the week after the grand final, so uh, no doubt uh, we'll be talking a few some of these issues. Yes, there's quite a lot has come out, but you know what? Let's start with the positive. And I was thinking about this. Look, okay, we know the winner was Arcade in the end, and it was sort of no big surprise in the end, and Soldy was the runner-up. And when you think about it, those two songs all season long were... The two favourites. Yes. In terms of song quality, these were the two best songs. And the two best songs came first and second, no matter how much overanalyzing we did, <laughs> how much staging was going on or not going on. It was a win for God, good quality songs. You're right. And it was probably when they hit the ground in Tel Aviv with the staging, or lack of it in some cases, yeah. that the real question mark started to be asked. Yes. But ultimately, you're right. The two quality compositions got first and second, and it is a song contest, and that's what we want. And we've seen that um, consistent theme happen now for the last few years. I think it started with Jamala. I think we saw that with Salvador. We saw that with Toy. Songs that really are authentic to that artist and speak to that artist and most often are written by them or they have a very strong connection with them. Uh, so, you know, I'll tell you, if you want to win Eurovision, you need that connection. It works. Absolutely. There is no formula, as we've seen from the last batch of winners, but it's definitely about that authenticity and that connection. You have those two, you're probably going to have a pretty good entry. And I love that. I love that good quality songs are winning Eurovision. That's really good. All right, we've done the positives. Come on, let's just crack right into it. What, what happened this week, Michael? Well, I guess we've got to broach the EBU correction of the scores. <laughs> oh, my Ra God. Rather embarrassing, really, mm. to come out after the competition, uh, obviously surrounding the aggregated Belarus uh, score that was given. It was obviously odd on the night yes. when they gave out the points. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, look, fortunately for the EBU, it didn't change any of the top four placings because mm. that would have been highly embarrassing. Yep. But, um, you know, subsequently we've learned that Sweden actually finished fifth. Norway dropped down to sixth. 
North Macedonia actually won the jury. Exactly. She was robbed of that moment. Mm. Uh, and uh, she climbed a place up to seventh and Azerbaijan dropped a place to eighth. Mm. He wasn't were, happy about that. No, he <laughs> doesn't seem very happy about the whole thing. Now, they were the top ten adjustments. There was a f- quite a few in the lower half of the scoreboard. Uh, Cyprus actually jumped a couple of spots into 13, so she finishes up good. on the left-hand side yeah. of the scoreboard for her. But basically it was drop two, one up two, yeah. drop one. So a lot of different uh, little permutations. But ultimately um, Israel came last in the jury because they got zero points. Yeah, totally. Look, very embarrassing for the EBU and obviously their partners, Digame and Ernest and Young. Yep. Ernst and Young. Ernst and Young. Yeah, and look, I, as you say, look, Okay, none of the big ones changed, and a lot of the differences were mainly in the teens, and, you know, all right, you lose a couple of places, and it's not the end of the world. But then there were some big changes, potentially, with the semifinals, which, when we're talking about that, that has a massive impact, like... Uh, ratings about you know uh, money coming into that for commercial TV stations for Absolutely. example yeah you know Poland not making the grand final for example that really cut their ratings very very badly so if there was an error in that semi final and they perhaps deserved to get through then that's probably had big commercial ramifications for the broadcaster yeah totally when you start talking about people not making a grand final potentially then that is not a good look and also hats off to fans um, these um, embarrassing things that EBU have had speak speaking has had to speak peak about have all come from fans going over the results with a fine tooth comb so they're being held accountable but also on the flip side ebu are very transparent they put everything out there so that's good on their half too but you've got to there's got to be questions asked how did this happen and ultimately the ebu need to be seen above reproach and mm-hmm. have all their systems in place so i'd suggest a big uh look thorough look through what their internal uh operations are with these sorts of things well this human error like yes there's yes. human error that's yep. fine but i'm sorry you've got to look at your processes now mm-hmm. yes ernst and young are involved and are responsible for it but if you're jury people do not know which way to count yes come on like even though i love lena headland you've got to put it in the right order like this is eurovision like if you're not taking jury that seriously or you're not being told the process well enough or being checked, like, uh, come yeah, on, people. I think it comes down to jury instructions, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. But uh, clearly, it's things aren't as tight as they should be in that sort of area. Yeah, it's just not good enough. The competition is too large for this. We also had Rye, the Italian network, publish what they th- claim is their tally vote, <laughs> which doesn't exactly match up with the EBU ones. And once again, this now brings into um, uh, brings into controversy whether Lithuania deserves to go through. Yeah. Um, again, a mess. If if Rise, you know, got it right. <laughs> well, who knows? Rye or EBU at this stage? I don't know who to trust yeah. at the moment. <laughs> they both seem like they possibly could have made a mistake there. Yeah. Well, look, okay. I mean, that came through from the, um, the juries themselves. And I think they've been a big talking point this week. When are the juries not a big talking point after it's Eurovision? A yearly discussion. It is, and look, you know what? People are calling for them to, be, to get rid of, etc., etc., etc. What What do you think? I mean, did the juries get it right this year? Should they be sticking around? I mean, you know, I'm going to say what I say every year. There's always room for improvement, I find, with the juries. I am a fan of having the juries in there. I think in its purest form, and if they do stick to the criteria and have correct instructions, this should you know, give the, the contest some sort of credibility, etc. as far as songs go. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, they are given a criteria to, to mark on, and it's originality, vocal capacity, performance on stage, mm. composition, and overall impression. 
I'm seeing over the last few years, well, you can forget originality because yeah. that doesn't seem to be important at mm, all. Mm. We seem to have radio songs, etc. Um, you know, and vocal capacity perhaps actually weighs higher than a lot. Sometimes and sometimes not, though. Ask North Macedonia. Like, yeah. I think she pretty much got her score on vocal capacity, not but so much overall was impression. Was Poland 2017 any worse or less mm. than Macedonia this year? And, and this oh, is... Like, you know, that's it. This Sorry. is where I'm starting to have the issues. And what, what, what are they actually ranking on? Because ultimately, we have 205 people who are deciding 50% of the scores. So you've got to get it right, people. Like, otherwise, it's just a festering sore. Totally. And I'm with you. I'm all for the juries. They should be in there. I think you need to have that... Um, that what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, so, something that the gravitas of the jury. Now, mm. you can't leave everything up to the public. I'm glad it's not up to the public. Public make terrible decisions. <laughs> Norway would be our winner this year. No, and they're great, but they should not win Eurovision. It is a catchy song, but I mean, if you want the contest to have any credibility yeah. in 2019, you can't have Norway winning. Well, it's just not. If you go down the televote right, route, then we could have, you know, LMFAO or Crazy Frog winning the contest. <laughs> like, people can't be trusted with making that decision on their own. However, I agree with you. I think we need either more transparency about how they're doing or the marking on there. Also, the jury members need to be more connected to music. There are people in those juries, and even Australia's been guilty of this, of not pe- sending people who I don't think have a strong enough connection to music. They need to be musicians, release producers, songwriters. They have to make it the vast majority of it because they can appreciate and understand the song uh, complexity because right, right now a, right now a you know a radio announcer can be one of edu- a jury member um, yeah. and I'm not entirely sure that they're really that qualified to be in the position and some are and some aren't so it's just I think connection to music has to be stronger than it currently is that is my feeling yeah I definitely agree with you there but you know again I am a fan of the juries being involved okay let's look at the scoreboard because that was another thing going on other than getting it wrong um, <laughs> so we had a different way of announcing it this year were you a fan of this what what do you reckon, Michael? There was parts of it I was, yes. Um, and certainly I think it brought the drama that they were looking for for the final announcement, which is, I think, what it's all about. Yeah. Um, but again, we sort of saw the positives and negatives coming out of the new system, I think. Yeah, I didn't like... I just kind of feel like I would rather wait with bated breath to hear what country is going to be announced next than wait for the score to be announced mm. and know when the country's coming up. It felt like I was, we were going through a checklist... And, you know, I just think about, like, when we were waiting for Australia. It's like, we knew when it was coming. We were waiting for the score. While if it was the other way around, we'd be like, oh, my God, are we going to be called first up? No. Okay, we're in the top ten. Where are we? You know, and... I think it makes the announcement more predictable for viewers and also for the production team. So I can see why they do it. But mm. I'm not entirely sure, particularly early on, it gets the drama factor that really people were looking for. I feel it's like, get them out of the way. And I feel like when Norway got that big score, yeah, it was a big score, but... That would have been even more dramatic than going and winning the televote at the end. So, I mean, giving them that moment as well. Mm. But then also, like, the, the way that John Ludwig was put up there and destroyed, like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, Ralph Wiggum's getting his heart broken by Lisa Simpson in that episode. It was awful to see. And he's an experienced performer who's going to have, you know, enough to, to take that sort of 
public humiliation almost. Yeah. But what if it's a young performer? What if it's somebody who, yeah, that could be really damaging on your on your psyche, I think. Yeah, even Michaela getting shown, getting her 20 points. I mean, that wouldn't have been done in the previous thing. So, look, pros and cons of each, I prefer the other way, I must say. I think it brings more drama and I think it's just kinder to the artist because they are human. Yeah, and also the Televote winner got no acknowledgement whatsoever. Exactly. So that was another negative there. All right, let's talk about the show overall. Yes. What did we think of Tel Aviv 2019? Well, for all the things that were going on in the background of the whole thing, I thought it looked really good on TV. I thought it worked really well. There was probably a couple of tiny little things that popped out. It was nice to see the LEDs back, I must say. Mm-hmm. I did like the interval acts. I think, you know, there were some other things went wrong. I will say on the whole use of LED, I was expecting a little bit more staging pizzazz. The LEDs disappointed me. I thought the acts could have used it a little bit better. I think there was only probably, like to me, us in Switzerland probably nailed the staging best. Um, And the rest, I was kind of disappointed with a lot of the staging. But it could have also come down to the fact it was a small stage and and that did probably inhibit some people. Sweden come to mind straight away. Yeah, you're right. The whole lead up to the the live shows was all about, you know, technical issues that perhaps uh, (laughs) some of the delegations claim they were having. Um, It was good to see they didn't really rear their head throughout the broadcast. It all was pretty smooth. Mm. They went with the four hosts. I can't say I'm ever a massive fan of that. I think that's one or two too many. Yeah, totally agree. Um, And for me, I think it was just... I thought the semi-finals were very good. I thought they kept them very tight. The grand final, for me, was too long. Just too long. Four interval acts, etc. I think the the voting sequence itself, the window that it's open, seemed longer than usual. I don't know why, but that just goes on too long. And ultimately, you're finishing at a time which... To you know, excludes younger audiences. Mm. You're finishing well after midnight in a lot of places. Um, it's a family show. Exactly. And Eurovision has getting a younger and younger demographic. Um, I think if you're going to have a show that long, you might need to bring it forward and, and make sure you're capitalising on that younger audience. Yeah, totally. And I think, yeah, maybe the Madonna factor came into the fact that it went longer. Who knows? Okay. But... I mean, we could have easily left her out, and I don't think we would have been... I, I, I do want them to th- I think after this, hopefully other Eurovisions kind of forget about bringing these American artists over. They just She didn't fit in. Mm. There was so much great momentum with the show, and it just kind of died for about 15 minutes. It did. I mean, for me, if you're a host country and you have a world superstar, yes... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, we would roll out Kylie Minogue in a heartbeat. Oh, God, I said world superstar now. <laughs> oh, um, how dare you? Um, so, yeah, I think if it's a local person, definitely. Why not bring them out? But as far as importing someone from the US, I just yeah. don't know if it really, really, really worked. Yeah, it just didn't work at all. Yeah, so that was the, the grand final overall. Again, congratulations, Netherlands. We were really happy with our result. And I think got touching on this jury thing one last time. Our result of getting almost 50-50 with Televote and jury just goes to show this whole jury bias thing to countries is just a load of rubbish. Like, it really is. Your song's good enough. Your song's good enough. It was more that juries favour different songs. Or unless you're Serbia, Montenegro, or Greece and Cyprus, that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we won't go there. But overall, juries um, are pretty fair. Armenia and Azerbaijan spent a lot also. I'm going to say, it was a terrific performance from Kate and the delegation from Australia. Um, Big shoes to fill now. They've kind of set the bar. So, um, you know, whoever comes up next year, I think you've got quite a task. But also, it's shown the opportunity. She's had so much great publicity here. And I tell you what, if you're an artist, you want that publicity. So... 
I, I think you'd, you'd see people stepping up. Mm. All right, well, talking about politics like Azerbaijan and Armenia <laughs> and everything, let's look back a little bit at the season overall, the national finals, because, hey, look, they make up the majority of the mm. entire Eurovision season for us all. And I have to say, one thematic that came through to me, Michael, it was it was politics. Uh, this uh, Eurovision is meant to be apolitical, but I don't think there's been as much politics this year than many other years in the past. It was huge for politics. I definitely think the minute uh, Israel won <laughs> and was going to host, uh, you were never going to escape some sort of political sort of conversations happening somewhere along the line, yeah. or political undertones or even overtones at that stage. <laughs> yeah. But it did seem to rear its head in quite a few places around the continent. I guess the big one was... Ukraine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and this had nothing to do with Israel. This was internal. I know. But what a mess, you know. It all played out and it almost like, it, it does feel like the, the politics that is happening, particularly in Europe right now, and we are lurching in lots of different directions, really showed itself on national final stages. And yeah, Ukraine are number one. It was played out like I was watching uh, a courtroom scene, mm. an interrogation from like a, a Soviet movie from, from East Germany or something. It was bizarre. And it wasn't just Maruv. That got the grilling as no. well. There was quite a few artists. So, yes, um, it was an interesting take. It, was, it was very uncomfortable to say the least. Watching that live was some of the most gobbersmacking thing I've ever seen um, in Eurovision. That was just unbelievable. Another one was Italy. Now, mm. Mahmoud got uh, the nod out of San Remo. Obviously, the, uh, a few of the conservative politicians in Italy decided to take offence with that. So, again, politics not of Israel's making this one. Yes. But, again, an internal one that seemed to rear its head. And one that came out, this isn't national final, but we obviously have mentioned it before, but Hatari have obviously went and it, it culminated with that Palestinian flag. And it was almost like, you know, breaking the ice of six months of almost, not like everyone was tiptoeing around everything. And then boom, they just released those scars. And it felt like it was almost a relief that it just got talked about and just got over and done with. But it well, took six months to get there. You know, Hattori were always skirting around the issues in certain ways, weren't they? Like yes. uh, when they were challenging Netanyahu to a wrestle <laughs> on the beach, etc. Yeah. You kind of knew that the uh, Israel... Um, uh, Situation was always going to be somewhere played along. Um, yeah. It also reared its head in Spain it with did. a couple of the uh, competitors in their national final, perhaps not so keen to represent Spain this year. And they kind of came out in their in their stage performance. Mm. They kind of just like loosely walked around and maybe didn't put a hundred percent effort in. And there, was, and there was also a lot uh, of artists did get barraged with the boycott Israel oh. thing all throughout the entire season. So it was never far from the surface. Oh, and I think as all fans and people in the fan press know, we've all been um, barged around on this. And look, people have the right to have that voice and we have the right to do whatever we want to do as well. It was always going to uh, be hanging around in the oh, air, I'm it? kind of just glad Netherlands won so we don't have a controversial <laughs> place for next year. They're not problematic, are they, you oh. Netherlands? I hope not, unless you're against, like, legalising weed. <laughs> That's probably the only issue there. All right, let's talk... Well, since we're talking about controversies, let's talk about, like, the shocks and the controversies that kind of happened throughout the national final season. And, you know, I don't think there were that many, to be honest. Like, yes, there was a few surprise winners and losers whatnot, but I think, obviously, the big one that definitely jumps out is Romania. That was a little bit of a, a, 
a storm in a teacup in a way. I think so too. Big storm and, though. Um, and, and to be honest, it wasn't so much the, uh, obviously it was the jury controversy. Um, it was more the weighting of the, the points really. And that was up to the broadcaster. So, you know, we're, not, we're certainly not pointing fingers at any uh, popular bloggers or anything like that. No, no, God no. They did uh, what they did. Yeah, it certainly did cause quite a stir, didn't it? Well then, yeah, you've got to like, therefore you've got to look at TV channels that decide to run these national finals and say, you've got to have a good system on this and having six, seventh go to jury hey look it didn't pan out they didn't even qualify mm. and I tell you what they're going to have to go to the drawing board to get their fans nationally back into the contest because they can't even turn around and say look it paid off yeah like fans in Romania they'd say you didn't send our favourite songs and you didn't even qualify so they've got a little bit to answer there even mm. though I love the song personally and I think it was a fine choice <laughs> um, the other big surprise and it, this is and I think this comes down to the system of national final too was sisters winning Germany I mean hats off they were the biggest outsiders of all national final season no one saw that one coming no, I don't think even they saw that one coming, to be honest. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it was an interesting um, little national final, to be honest, Germany. And I certainly didn't pick sisters to make it out. Um, look, but ultimately, they were just consistent, consistent, and got the ticket, you know. I think Germany have overthought their system for national final. They've got 100 people doing this, someone else doing that, a telling about here. A massive international jury. They've totally overthought it, and I think you just need to get back to basics. And that's kind of the controversial surprise ones have come from two overthought, complicated national finals. Keep it simple, people. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, looking about national finals themselves, though, uh, a couple of big favourites came out here for us that we really enjoyed. We pretty much watched all of them at all hours of the morning. We've got to talk about Australia. So it's Australia's first national final. This was like one of the biggest results of the year and the things that we got most excited about, I would say. Yeah, look, and it sort of, for me, it got off to a bit of a slow start with, <laughs> yeah. with uh, announcing artists, etc. But uh, it certainly delivered on the night. And I thought the, uh, the artists that they got and the songs that they got were terrific. Good quality songs, a great show. It rated well. The hosts were fantastic. It was great. And look, you're right. It Like suddenly we got announced. A couple of months later, we had artists drip feeding all over the place. But it all came together, which sounded like it was kind of all a bit rushed. And I think it's going to be even bigger and better next year because they've got more time to plan it. Yes. And it should be really good. So if you're Australian, make sure you go to it because more people should go to that event. That was fantastic. It was like a mini Eurovision. And I'll be interested to see what sort of artists they get for next year. Oh, I know. It should be. It should be good. Any other um, ones stand out for you this year? Um, I'm going to say I thought it was a bit of the return of Melody Festival. And to be mm. honest, I thought they had an excellent national final this year. The songs in the grand final were terrific. Um, there was a several there that I thought really could have gone on and represented them well at Eurovision. Um, it had probably a couple of, a couple of lacklustre years yes. prior to this year but I thought it was really it came back with a vengeance I loved it I thought it was it was so much better than it has been for several years well done Sweden great to see them back on track but I tell you what they're going to have some question marks and will they will they change it up a little bit because of their results or they go you know what it's working it, it is even bigger in Eurovision for Sweden in yeah. a way. So it, it is about an internal audience for them, and as long as it's you know like the number one rating uh, entertainment show for them, why should they really change? They're coming fifth at Eurovision, so it's not as if it's a disaster. No, true, true. Yeah, yeah. is that going to be good enough for the long run? We Ooh. shall see. A couple of other ones to throw out more from the east here. I'm going to start with one actually. Um, Albania. I thought their last couple of years have been really good, and I thought this year was. Really particularly strong. Um, the show was better than usual. It didn't mm -hmm. drag as long. It was still pretty much a marathon effort. But the song quality was 
really fantastic. And it's shown in their results the last two years, made the final, got two good results. Well done, Albania. I did think it was a good national final. They still, it's quite an interesting one with the jury voting there. And Oh, don't worry about that. A few of the old rockers seem to keep getting a, a Guernsey. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Oh, don't, don't worry about, about that. that. Yeah, it, it was, was good. good. It was good. I was going to go back to Romania and select Nacionala. I thought they had an excellent um, national final this year. Um, obviously, it didn't turn out the way <laughs> um, as far as a favourite winning or anything, but I thought that the mix of songs and the quality of uh, the actual production was really, really good this year. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I'm not surprised to see you pick that since Vida somehow <laughs> managed to make the final. Talking about dodgy decisions, yeah. <laughs> good old Vida making the final was probably the shock of the national final season. She, she came six, Dale. She came six. A bit she of came res- six. Bit of respect for this. <laughs> and I guess we also wanted to mention Melody Grand Prix out yeah. of Norway. It is normally a really, really good show. Didn't let down again this year. Mm. Um, some of the production values in some of the songs were really, really good. Yeah, no, they were they were absolutely fantastic. All right, we've come to the end here. We're gonna what we're gonna do is just go through a couple of our favourite national final songs to finish off, just to chuck a bit of music in there before we say hooroo. Now, I'm I think we can start with one that we both agree on. Yes, shall we? we before we sort of choose our own ones, it's Electric Fields, two thousand and whatever. Kate wasn't the big winner coming out of Australia decides it was certainly these boys that is a cracking track I think it's uh, going to live on in the fandom for quite a few years that one oh absolute banger it was wonderful to see them read out our votes and for Zachariah to speak in language on the, in front of 200 million people that was a beautiful moment and I'd love to see them back in the contest with something that's really specifically written for Eurovision that they can perform really well live I'd love to see that yes I'd like to see them come back as well mm, indeed you can kick us off with your one. All right, this, you is, pick one. this is my choice, and this was a really hard one to do. I wanted to put Milena Puff there from Estonia, even Victoria from Sweden, and the poor people who were knocked out in Moldovan auditions, Lume with Agiano Celenano, the one about drinking wine in Moldova, which would have made the final, may I say. But I finally got it down to one song, and it is Simon with Tuledu. Chante, chante si tu veux, chante quand tu peux, chante avec moi. Et danse, danse si tu veux, danse quand tu peux, et danse avec moi. Well, not quite as uplifting as, uh, <laughs> as a lot of the other songs uh, mentioned in Electric Fields. But this is beautiful. It was. It, I listened to this and I just want to have a little cry. It is so emotional. She performed the hell out of it. Her voice was so unique. And I tell you what, I still think France made, as much as I do love Bilal, I think they would have actually got a better result with this song. But it doesn't matter. I, I'm going to enjoy this for what it was. And it was great to discover this. And I, I absolutely adore the song. It is a very nice song. It mm. is a very nice song. Well, I've got mine. Um, I'm going to give a couple of uh, honourable mentions. Yes. First of all, Vida. Out of, uh, <laughs> and and you should get a bit of a... Underground. <laughs> bit of a guilty pleasure for me. My other honourable mention in this one is from Melody Festival. And it didn't even get out of the semi-finals. Uh, it's The Lovers of Valdara with Somebody Wants. Uh, finished dead last in the semi-final. But I really, really love the track. Um 
didn't think much of the performance, but the track was great. But my song coming out of the national finals this year, it's Italian rock legend Loredana Berti with Cosa di Aspetti da Me. She is an absolute legend of the Italian music industry. It was a massive controversy. She didn't make the super final. The booing could be heard for days. But uh, fourth in San Remo, fantastic song. Yeah, look, okay, like I'll give you that. Look, it is a, a wonderful performance ever. She will live on forever. She is fantastic. But God trust you to um, choose a song like that. You sprung that one on me. But that's very you to choose that song. Yes. You do like your... Um, your divas, I, I must do. say. Well, that's that's it. Well, before we play our last song, I think because we're going to end on that, mm-hmm. I think I just want to say thank you to everybody who has listened this season. It has been um, very humbling. It, it has just gone from strength to strength. You know, we really appreciate it. Everyone who has helped out in so many ways, from Aussie Vision Jury mm. to a lot of other podcasters out there, including like Wind Machine. You guys are amazing. It has been wonderful to have that support. Yeah. It's just been very humbling. Absolutely. The Euro guys over in the States doing an episode with those guys. All the fans who were our jury members for Australia Decides and sent yes. in their, their voice clips. It's been a terrific season. We seem to be going from strength to strength. Audience numbers seem to be. So yeah. we're looking forward to building on this and having a fresh new start for 2020. Yeah, it's, it's been a really big season. Thank you for going along with the journey. It means so much to us and we love your comments we read everything so please um always do send that through even if you are disliking what we're like which often you disagree with us a lot and we really appreciate that so our little toast michael thank you for the season it's been a pleasure it's been a lot of early mornings it has been all right well you can um announce our last song well our song of the year from the national finals it comes from melody festival and it's anna bergendahl and ashes to ashes oh they say that it's broken now Well, just watch me as you